Hi, welcome to the second episode of Spyglass, bringing you intelligence, analysis, and response on talking points encircling the Christian modern world. I'm your host, Chris Kemmick, and on each episode, we will survey one current event, as well as explore one main topic. Today is Saturday, June 8th. Griffin Paul Jackson writes, a billion-dollar cryptocurrency scam has targeted South Pacific churches. A high-tech con used trusted pastors in Samoa and New Zealand to trick hundreds of congregants into investments that have gone nowhere. In these communities, there is an enhanced sense of family and community bonds, and with that comes a very strong sense of trust. And of course, trust can be exploited by these scams, Auckland, New Zealand-based lawyer Campbell Pentney told Samoa News. Though some investors from the Samoa Worship Center Christian Church and an Auckland branch of the Samoan Independent Seventh-day Adventist Church hold out hope to see their money again, the sense of exploitation is growing as hundreds of poor Christians who jumped at an opportunity endorsed by trusted leaders now call the scheme risky and unprofessional. If it seems too good to be true, it's too good to be true, Ed Moy, who directed the U.S. Mint from 2006 to 2011, told CT. Cryptocurrency in many ways is just a much more efficient mechanism for making transactions, but a scam is still a scam. While those behind the scheme were reaping rewards, experts say the cryptocurrency itself was worth nothing and couldn't be used to buy anything. The question is whether church authorities were victims of the scam or complicit in it. It makes you happy and believe that this is a future for the family, a woman whose husband had invested nearly $12,000 told Radio NZ. We don't believe anything anymore. You can read the full article by Griffin Paul Jackson at ChristianityToday.com. Now on to our main topic, spying in Canaan. Spying, to secretly obtain and convey information, to observe, to watch secretly usually for hostile purposes. This is historically what Moses' emissaries conducted against Canaan. God told Moses, Send men that they may explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Numbers 13.2 MEV So Moses sent his twelve tribal chiefs and said to them, Go up to this southland, and go up into the mountain, and see what the land is, and the people that dwell in it, whether they are strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it is good or bad, and what cities are that they dwell in, whether in tents or in fortifications, and what the land is, whether it is fat or lean, whether there is wood in it or not. And you be courageous and bring some of the fruit of the land. Numbers 13, 17-20 in today's terms, this is known as gathering intelligence, or information concerning an enemy or possible enemy or an area. In fact, the land of Canaan was so vast, the spies took 40 days to conduct reconnaissance. So what did they gather about Canaan? According to the spies' report, the land was fertile and flowed with milk and honey, had a strong and healthy population, and great fortified cities with the territories of Amalekites and the Najeev, Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites in the mountains, Canaanites by the sea in Jordan, as well as the children of Anak, the giants, men of great stature in Hebron. Overall, Canaan was truly a promising land. But here are some questions to consider. What intelligence or information have you gathered about your own life? 
What have you observed about yourself? What do you see? What is your personality type? Is your nature more thinking or feeling? Are you more assertive or turbulent? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Is your life flowing with liberty and happiness? Are you strong, healthy, and fortified? Are you living a life of order or chaos? What enemies or giant internal demons have you been secretly watching in hopes of conquering? What does routine, goals, and success mean to you? Thank you for listening to this episode of Spyglass.